Penguin Audio presents Under Enemy Colours by S. Thomas Russell Read by Simon Vance This book bears a dedication To my son, Brendan Thomas Russell, with all my love. 1793 Chapter 1 A hard gale blew in off the Atlantic at dusk, west by south, raising a steep, breaking sea. All through the first watch, pale crests surged out of the darkness, lifted in ghostly rumblings, then boomed against the forward quarter, staggering the ship. Just before eight bells, a thin, angular man emerged from the aft companionway, crouched precariously on the slippery planks, and looked anxiously about. Perceiving a cascade of water break along the deck, he made a reeling dash to the windward shrouds just as water spun about his knees. The frigate, deeply laden and labouring, rolled heavily to leeward, and a blast of wind struck the man, Griffiths, wetly across the face. "'Is that you, Doctor?' a voice sounded over the wind. A timely flash of lightning illuminated the sailing-master not two feet before him, face pale and streaming, hat clamped down to his eyebrows and bound tightly in place by a length of blue cotton. "'I must have more hands!' the sailing-master shouted almost into Griffith's ear. "'I have given you all who can walk, Mr. Bath,' the surgeon responded in like manner. "'Those remaining are too ill to stand!' "'Is it the yellow jack, then? That is what men are saying.' "'It is not, Mr. Bath. It is acute poisoning from some substance ingested. Likely the pork served this very day. But I have never seen it so severe.' Men cannot stand and have disgorged more fluids than their bodies can bear. It was my hope that you could spare men to aid me. I cannot, Doctor. I have been reduced to sending boys and reefers aloft where they should not be. I can spare no one. The ship rolled again and water sluiced across the deck, slopping about them. The Doctor felt Mr. Bath's hand grasp his shoulder to preserve him from harm. The master began to speak again, but a gust devoured all human sound. In the distance, lightning branched down into the sea, illuminating for an instant the chaotic waters, the spider-work of rigging. Four men wrestled the wheel, their eyes sunken, faces faintly blue. A boy struggled toward them, crabwise, hand over hand along the lifeline. In the flare of godly light he slipped and fell, then dragged himself up on the taut line. He reached them, breathless, dismayed. "'Mr. Bath!' he shouted. "'We've lost Penrith!' "'What in hell do you mean you've lost him?' "'He went aloft with us, but no one saw him climb down. We do not know what became of him.' "'Did you not number off the men as they reached the deck?' A second of hesitation. "'No, sir!' The master cursed. "'Has he taken ill and repaired below?' "'William's made a thorough search. We fear he's gone overboard unseen.' "'Damn this night! Have Mr. Archer go down to Captain Hart!' The master began to struggle forward, but turned back to the doctor. "'Will you take yourself below, doctor? There is naught you can do here, and I shall be happier knowing you were below in such weather!' Griffiths agreed and scrambled toward the companionway, his last view of the gale, bath, and some others in the waist, gazing up at the yards, stark, angular, gone.' 
He backed down the companionway stair, which moved with the ship, describing a long, irregular arc. Finding the deck, he stepped aside and let the few men ascend who could stand watch. As the last man went cursing up into the moaning night, the off-watch came slipping and thumping down, throwing spray about them, glistening in the smudge of light from a stained lamp. Down again they went to the berth deck, and as they descended there ensued some shoving at the bottom of the stair, so that one man tumbled down the last steps. Voices were raised in anger. "'You men!' Griffiths shouted down. "'Do I need to call Mr. Landry?' Several no-sirs came floating back up, and the shoving and cursing stopped. The hands went muttering forward as Griffiths descended. "'They've done for Penrith,' the surgeon thought he heard one man say. "'The fucking blackguards!' Penrith.